Good morning. I know it's cold, a little cooler than we're used to. Yeah, you know, you can see that I'm wearing a hat, but I'm still wearing my sandals. Um, I got to have some temperature control somewhere. So I am so glad to see you all here this morning. Uh, my glasses are going in and out of fogginess, so it may take me a little longer to get through things this morning. So bear with me on that. Uh, some announcements. Um, UMW is going to have a quick meeting for all those who are here right after the service. Um, there's some things that need to get done uh, quickly. Um, we're continuing to record the service and gather here. Question for y'all who are here and y'all who like to come. Do y'all want to move it till 10 next week? Yes, no, yes. Do I have a consensus to move it to 10 o'clock next week so it's a little warmer? Yep, all right, so that's what we're going to do. So 10 o'clock next week, we're going to be here again. So spread the word. We're shifting the service from 9 to 10 uh, for, um, for all those who are not here this morning. Uh, Charge Conference is next week uh, at 6 o'clock. Uh, on Sunday at 6 o'clock, we're going to be doing a Zoom Charge Conference. Uh, so if you want to come up here to the church uh, to be a part of that, you're welcome to come up here, and I will have it set up in the fellowship hall. Uh, if you want to do that from home, uh, let me know, and I will get you the Zoom link information uh, so that you can join in from home. Um, we had some flowers here last week, and I failed to mention, failed to mention them, but they were beautiful, and we appreciate that. And I'm going to invite anybody who would like to do that at any time, would like to put flowers up here, uh, you're welcome to do that. Um, that is something that we probably should have been doing from the beginning uh, because we, we have this beautiful space to do that in. But if you do feel like you want to bring flowers, please bring flowers um, and, you know, put them up here and we will be happy to have them. Um, so thank you for those last week. We, we do appreciate those. Um, are there any other announcements? I don't have any more. All right, well, seeing none, let us begin our time with prayer this morning. So let us pray. Dear God, love through us in the power of the Holy Spirit. Love through us, Holy One, by the grace of your child, Jesus the Christ. Strengthen our faith that we may respond with trust and hope. In your mighty name we pray. Amen. Our song of preparation this morning is More Love to Thee, O Christ.
Thank you for that, Donna. Um, we come now to the time that we lift up our joys and our concerns uh, and pray together. Uh, some that we do need to remember, uh, Gary Comer, of course, if you've seen the message that has come across, we need to continue to pray for him. Um, Catherine uh, is hopefully been moved to Duke. We're not exactly for sure. We haven't heard that, but uh, they were getting her uh, prepared to do that, so hopefully she is uh, doing that, but she is not doing very well, um, so let's continue to pray for her. Um, continue to pray for the Judy White family um, as they continue to um, grieve that loss. Um, are there others this morning to bring forth? All right, well, seeing none, let us go to God in prayer this morning. And this is a prayer uh, that uh, is done by Bruce Power, uh, Bruce Pruer. Um, so this morning it is a prayer of compassion of the Spirit of God within our hearts uh, for others, for those, uh, for those who are other. So let us pray this morning. From around the world, we hear many children crying, O oh God, crying for food and drink and someone to enfold them in loving arms. Dear God, hear their prayers and make us instruments of your peace. We see the desolate eyes of refugees, O oh God, plodding along war-devastated roads or looking from transit camps and from behind barbed wire for glimpses of hope. Hear their prayers, dear Lord, and make us the instruments of your peace. We read about the abused sisters and brothers, O oh God, cringing from family violence or suffering in paddy wagons and jails or assaulted in their own homes by strangers. Hear their prayers, dear Lord and make us the instruments of your peace. We hear the sobbing of the brokenhearted, O oh God, betrayed by spouse or lover, deserted by parents, watching at the bed of the dying, or following a hearse to the cemetery. Hear their prayers, dear Lord, and make us the instruments of your peace. We know about the disasters that afflict others, O oh God. The bodies mangled in road accidents, those devastated by disease or war, and the minds that have cracked under pressure. Hear their prayers, dear Lord, and make us the instruments of your peace. We read about your church, O oh God, in some places overcrowding its buildings and others battling to maintain services and in some countries meeting secretly behind locked doors. Hear their prayers, dear Lord, and make us the instruments of your peace. We look on the faces of both friends and enemies, O oh God. Some of our friends are doing it hard while enemies seem to be getting it easy. Yet all are souls of whom Christ died. Hear their prayers, dear Lord, and make us the instruments 
of your peace. Holy friend, while we have been praying, you've been answering, busy answering our petitions with an ineffable wisdom and an indefectible, indif- I can't say it, and your love. Thank you. Through Christ Jesus, our Savior. Amen. As always, we are thankful for the offerings and the tithes, and we're thankful for the gifts that God has given us. And we give that portion back, and we're always thankful, uh, especially in this time, for all those who are still able to give. So as we have received offerings today and this week, let us offer this prayer for those tithes and offerings. So let us pray. As we remember your wonderful works, we are grateful for your many blessings and are honored to return these gifts to you. As we return these gifts to you, bless them and send them forth that others may be showered by your love and your grace. In faithful trust, we pray. Amen. Our gospel lesson this morning comes from Matthew chapter 20, verses 1 through 16. So hear now the story of the workers in the vineyard. The kingdom of heaven is like a landowner who went out early in the morning to hire workers for his vineyard. After he agreed with the workers to pay them a denarian, he sent them into his vineyard. Then he went out around nine in the morning and saw others standing around the marketplace doing nothing. He said to them, You also go into the vineyard, and I'll pay you whatever is right. And they went. Again around noon and then at three in the afternoon, he did the same thing. Around five in the afternoon, he went and found others standing around. And he said to them, Why are you just standing around here doing nothing all day long? They answered, Because nobody has hired us. So he responded, You also go into the vineyard. When evening came, The owner of the vineyard said to the manager, Call the workers and give them their wages, beginning with the last ones hired and moving on finally to the first. When those who were hired at five in the afternoon came, each one received a denarian. Now when those hired first came, they thought they would receive more, but each of them also received a denarian. When they received it, they grumbled against the landowner. Those who were hired last worked one hour, and they received the same pay as we did, even though we had to work the whole day in the hot sun. But he replied to one of them, Friend, I did you no wrong. Didn't I agree to pay you a denarian? Take what belongs to you and go. I want to give to this one who, has hi- who was hired last the same as I give to you. Don't I have the right to do what I want with what belongs to me? Or are you resentful because I'm generous? So those who are last will be first, and those who are first will be last. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. 
Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Lord God, as we sit in this cool, brisk morning, may the words of your servant's mouth and the meditation of our hearts be pleasing in your sight. O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. So, as I prepared the message this morning, my toes were stepped on and my heart was beat on. As I listened to podcasts and read commentaries, the more pain I felt. So today, I'm giving you the heads up. This may hurt a little. But I pray as you hear this message today, you take time to analyze what you don't agree with, that you check out what convicts you, and you seek to find out more from what you hear. As always, I'm always willing to talk about the hard things, so please feel free to contact me. So let's begin this tough story. Now, two weeks ago, I talked about fighting like a Christian and how fighting like a Christian was unfair. And today, that unfairness continues. But to begin to understand fairness and unfairness, we must kind of understand the explanation and definition of what fair and unfair is. Now, the dictionary defined definition of fairness is impartial and just treatment or behavior without favoritism or discrimination. But fairness is extremely subjective. You see, at an early age, we have learned about fairness, and as we have grew, both physically and in our maturity, our idea and concept of fairness took on new meanings and understandings. One of the duo of pulpit fiction talked about fairness this week and gave this understanding and this is where he stepped on my toes and my heart. He said, things are fair when we want them to be fair. When I want fair, everything is even Stephen. But when fairness requires me to give something up, then I don't want it to be fair anymore. Then I want it to be unbalanced. Fairness. In the text this morning, the landowner went out and hired workers five, five different times during the day. And he agreed with the first that he hired early in the morning to pay them a denarian, which is considered a day's wage. What did they need to subsist for another day? And when he hired the second one, he said, I will give you a fair wage for your work. But when the day was over and those hired are brought in to be paid for their labor, 
The landowner wants those who are hired last to come first. And when they came forward, he gave them a denarian. And to those who worked, since three came forward, they were also paid a denarian. And then those who worked only half a day were paid the same. Now, most likely, these three groups of workers were very surprised and happy to receive a minimum wage for the little time that they had worked. They were most likely expecting less since they did not work as long as the others. But the landowner was generous and compassionate. So they gave them a wage that would allow them to live for another day. Now those who were hired early in the day, and probably even those that were hired at nine in the morning, saw this. And the first thing I think they would have thought was, wow, if they are getting a denarian for working only a short time, we are definitely going to be receiving more than just a denarian. But they were surprised and frustrated and angry that they also only received a denarian. And they expressed that frustration to the landowner, and the landowner reminded them that I only agreed to give you a denarian, so I have done you no wrong. I never said I was going to give you any more or any less than anyone else. And he questions questions that group on their right to tell them tell him what to do with his belongings so as i thought and read this and thinking about the understanding of fairness my jaw dropped i began to think about how i and sometimes the church often try to tell God what to do with what is God's. And what is God's? Everything belongs to God. There is nothing in this world, this universe, that does not belong to God. The trees, the grass, the sun, moon, stars, the rain, the air we breathe the bodies that we are in, our houses, our material belongings, are all gifts. Basically, everything that we see, smell, hear, taste, and feel belongs to God, including our senses. And who are we to tell God what God can do with God's stuff. But see, it goes much further than that. As I stated before, fairness is learned at an early age, but fairness has nothing to do with the kingdom of heaven. Often, fairness and grace are put together and seen as mutually exclusive. But guess what? They're not. They are so far from having any relationship at all. 
Grace does not mean fair, and fair does not mean grace. Jesus challenged the fairness of the society that he lived. He called out the people for oppressing the poor and widowed, the sick and lowly. Jesus challenged the injustices of the wealthy and powerful. Jesus turned the whole idea of fairness on its head with this one parable. Now, as we mature in our faith, we have to move beyond fairness and we have to move into grace. We must understand that our individual salvation is not dependent on anyone else. That the kingdom is not a zero-sum proposition. That our reward and relationship with God is not affected by anyone else. The reward from God is not about our our wages. It is not a scarcity-based economic exchange. Reward from God is peace, grace, and love. And these things are not affected by outside forces or laws of supply and demand. And as I continued reading commentaries, another state hit me, another statement hit me in the heart. It said, immature faith delights in misery of others. Even if they don't say it like that, it comes out in ideas and concepts such as, they'll meet their maker someday, they'll get what's coming to them, or karma will catch up to them. And while there is an element of you reap what you sow that is in the gospel, The overwhelming message of the gospel is that we don't get what we deserve. I can tell you I am thankful that I do not receive what I deserve. I am thankful for what God has given and done for me. I am thankful for the parable of Jesus and the uncomfortableness that they bring. I am thankful for stories that make me see myself more clearly. We are in the middle of chaos, in the middle of wars, in the middle of fighting. People are fighting for equality in a system that is not based on equality. People are homeless because they cannot afford the affordable housing. People are dying because they can't afford the affordable health care. People are hungry because they fall in a gray area of a system that is not able to help them. We live in a world that puts emphasis on your wealth, your sex, the color of your skin, your social standing, your sexual preference, your religion, your denomination. Even the idea of I was here first. In a world that is so far from fairness and equality, we have to change how we see it and see it through the lens of the kingdom. That God gives freely and equally to all. 
that those who come to know God after us are going to receive the same reward that we are. That all the differences we see, God does not. That all the ways we choose to divide ourselves, God chooses to not. There's a lot of work that has to be done. As individuals, we're going to have to search ourselves and recognize our shortcomings and prejudices. As the church, the big C church, we are going to have to evaluate our practices and traditions. Now, this work is not going to be easy, and it's going to be painful. It is going to require tough conversations that might lead to people leaving our lives and our churches. It is going to get is going to get very uncomfortable and scary and it is going to be stressful and anxiety-ridden. But we are called to be the difference makers in the world. We are called to renounce the spiritual forces of wickedness, reject the evil powers of this world, and repent of our sin. We are called to accept the freedom and power of God to resist evil, injustice, and oppression in whatever forms they present themselves. This is the vow that we made or was made on behalf of us when we were baptized into the family of God. So maybe it's time to take off the Sunday clothes and put on our work clothes. Our boots with steel toes. Our pants that we don't care if they get dirty. A warm jacket because it may get cold and frigid. It is time to give up the worldly concept of fairness and see the reward that we already have in heaven. We have to quit telling God what to do with God's stuff. And we should be challenging the hierarchical and patriarchal structures of society and the world. Maybe it's time to set aside our resentment of God's generosity for the other and time to take an honest look at ourselves. But the wonderful thing is we don't do this alone. Jesus told us in the midst of conflict where two or three are gathered, I will be there. We do it together. We do it in community. We do it with God, with Jesus, and with the power of the Holy Spirit. Because God loves us, and God loves them. It may not be fair to the world's standards, but in God's eyes, everyone 
is equal. And everyone is worthy of love. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. We had a hymn of invitation last week. And I know it's cold. And it's getting a little cooler. Sun's coming out. But this week, we're going to do a hymn of invitation again. And this one is entitled Hands and Feet. It's by a group called Audio Adrenaline. So as we sit and listen for the invitation of God, let us listen to the lyrics of what this song is calling us to do. Is it not on there? Oh, never mind. Never mind, we're not going to do that. You'll have to listen to that one yourself. Evidently, I didn't put it on there, and that's my fault. Sorry about that. Technology, you got to love it. You got to love it. So I invite you later to listen to that song, Hands and Feet by Audio Adrenaline, and I will tag it in the video for those who are watching, and if you want to go find that later, you're welcome to do that. So receive now this benediction. Uh, and as we have done in the past, once the benediction is over, you're welcome as the song is playing to get up and depart, to get up and have some conversation as we leave this place. So receive this benediction. Go forth with the strength of the Holy Spirit. Love with the grace of Jesus the Christ. And rejoice in the steadfast love of God. And may the forces of evil become confused on the way to your house. Amen.